This is the LarryInFishers.com podcast. I'm Larry Lannon. Today we're going to talk about the new event center, which is under construction in Fishers and what will be going on there. Honored to have for the first time on one of my podcasts, Larry McQuarrie. He's president of the Indy Fuel Hockey Team and also president of the new Indoor Football League team. Both clubs will uh, be are slated to have their home venue to be the new Fishers Event Center. As I mentioned, it's it's going up as we speak. So, Larry, welcome. Great to have you. Thanks. Thanks for having me. And we found out that we're both <laughs> alumni of radio broadcasting. And we're both named Larry. And we're so, both named Larry. Yeah. So, Larrys have to stick together. Exactly. So do Scott, Scott Fadness, our <laughs> mayor is here. here but me. <laughs> <laughs> I think Scott's a fine name, yeah. and he is our mayor, and he is here to talk about all this as well. So, Mayor, I want to start with you because you said at a recent Board of Works meeting that there have been some you know, issues in the early construction of the event center. There have been some change orders, and that is normal, but you, you found some complexity you didn't expect. I think you mentioned bad soil in mm-hmm. one of the yep. parking lots. That's just one example of things where you ran into barriers and costs that you didn't anticipate uh, initially anyway. So now, you, I think the, the quote was, we're now building not on the foundation, but we're building up. So you're hoping that there will be fewer, if if any, glitches coming up. So uh, with all that in mind, um, do you see at this time that the building is on track for that November 2024 opening date? Yeah, I do actually think it's on track for November of next year. And honestly, although we had some unforeseen soil conditions, we had budgeted for just that type of uh, issue. So we had contingency funds available to, to deal with that. So that wasn't, it was unforeseen in the sense that we didn't know specifically where those issues might be, but we anticipated that we might have some of those. Typically with any type of construction, what's underground is the most unpredictable. Now that we're up and vertical, um, we feel really good about where we're at currently. I was actually just out there yesterday touring some folks and, um, you know, it's, when you go stand in the middle of it right now, you can actually start to sense that this is an arena or an event center, and uh, it's starting to really take shape. And I think in the next month or two, you'll see the the uh, roof um, come on to the building, and then they're starting to kind of put the shell on it as well. So as you drive by there, it'll start to really feel like an event center. Larry, let me ask you a question, because I know that uh, November 24 is the target time to get the fuel in this new building. Uh, do you have to work with the schedulers with the league, or do you have to maybe start the season on the road? Yes, we'll have to travel on the road to start for probably the first six weeks, okay. roughly. Yeah. So you'll uh, there'll be lots of home games later on. Exactly, assume, because, we'll be loaded up and ready to go once we're here. But you'll have a travel weary uh, hockey team at that point. <laughs> yeah, hopefully they'll have a, at least a winning record coming into that. How, how this you're getting out to a kind of a tough start this season, right? We are. Yeah, we're uh, we're making some moves. We just uh, signed a new guy who's going to be coming on uh, tonight. We play tonight, but yeah, we've had a tough start in regards to the team itself. Now well, attendance is up. Yes, well, that's but, the good. So side. That's the good thing, but the team needs to play a little better. So, uh, I guess the next question I would ask you on that is, and this is something I get all the time: Where do you find your players? I know you have uh, agreements with the Chicago Blackhawks and an American Hockey League team, if I remember correctly. Correct. So, uh, when you're looking for talent, a new player to come in, uh, how do you go about doing that? 
It really is. We get about eight to ten players from the Blackhawks and Rockford as our AHL affiliate. Uh, and then we pick up the rest. I mean, some have been with our team before, so now that we've been around for a while, that helps. And then, like, with one guy we're bringing in, um, we just trade with Jacksonville, so we have trades within your league. We get to pick up some guys from Europe um, and just wherever we can. I know there was an issue with some of the Russian players. Do you have any Russian players this year? And how? Because I know there's some complexity with them. You yeah. try to keep them from having to go back to Russia for obvious reasons. We did. We had a guy from Belarus. Uh, he actually, we actually just traded him to Jacksonville. But as far as yeah, we kept him here in the summer before because when he went home, he was going to have to enlist, and and he didn't really want to do that. Let me go back to the event center with the mayor. Um, had an interesting conversation with Councilor David Giffel. Uh, on one of his campaign podcasts I did with him. He was unsuccessful in being reelected, but he told me a story about the event center that he made it clear to you that he was against it at first, didn't think it was a good idea, didn't think that government should be financing uh, something like that. But then he started hearing from his constituents, and uh, he told me a story of setting up a table at one of the farmer's markets. He had 30 people come up, Every single one was in favor of the city uh, being involved in, in constructing, constructing this uh, event center. And that though there were some people who agreed with him or were against it, most of his constituents were for it. And he changed his mind. He voted for it and supported it. Has that been your experience? Because uh, obviously as mayor, you get lots of feedback from people mm-hmm. all the time. Uh, are you getting a lot of positive feedback about the event center now that it's actually under construction? You know um – and you're right, David ideologically uh, struggled with the idea of building this facility and really tried to find any possible reason to say no <laughs> to it. Um, but honestly, as he socialized the idea with people and thought more about it, and we had lots of conversations, he ultimately came around. I really respect him for kind of discerning what what to do there. Um, from day one when we announced it, to be honest with you, when you announce a big project and it, and it costs money, I mean, it is, it's, it's a $175 million facility. We had to pass a food and beverage tax. From day one, we never really saw a huge outpouring of opposition to the project. I was remarking to someone this morning, one of the challenges that I always struggle with is you, you introduce an idea or a concept and then it, it takes so long for that concept to actually come to fruition. That for me, the struggle is, I'm so excited to be able to provide this to the residents and have them go experience it, that I'm very impatient about like, okay, let's let's get going, you know? And so um, I think right now what's happening is people are curious, they're interested. I believe we have the right team that we're gonna put forward. And I don't just mean the Indy Fuel hockey team, but I mean the right team of people that Fisher's residents really are going to have a world-class experience. And I'm, I'm just anxious for that to actually occur. So I can't wait for November to get here, frankly. About a year from now. Yeah. Um, I got two naming questions for you, Larry. First okay. one is, um, I know that your organization is in charge of uh, finding uh, a sponsor with the naming rights. Uh, yeah. uh, we call it the event center because it's a placeholder until we they have naming rights that are sold. How far along are you in that process? Well, one thing to touch on the event center is oh. it'll always be called an event center. So oh. whoever the naming person okay. is, because uh, and that was kind of a directive from Scott here is that you know it is 
multiple events and it is for the city of Fishers and for everyone. So it's going to have anything from graduations to the fuel to concerts to everything. But there will be some naming rights. There will be some naming rights. We're we're in negotiations with one right now. Uh, They've hired an agency to actually uh, evaluate it themselves. So we're we're getting down the path. I have a, a, a and a talk with them on Friday. So we'll see how, how quickly we can get things moving along. Second question I have in, in, in that regard is this. You called the hockey team the Indy Fuel. Mm-hmm. Now, I know you're looking for a name for the indoor football team. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But the indoor football team, will it be the Indy whatever or Fishers whatever or Indiana whatever? Have you at least gone that far as to how you want to name the football team? We have, but I'm not going to tell you, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that answer before. <laughs> so when, we when, hope to release uh, – actually, we do have a name. Uh, but as far as uh, we're, we're tweaking logos and stuff like that, and we hope to have a release here within the next 30 days roughly. So hopefully by the end of the year. So, Mayor, did you ever anticipate Fishers would be home to a professional football team? Uh, No. No, it's a long and winding road here as Mayor of Fishers. Um, I have not, uh, never really anticipated that. And honestly, someone asked me the other day about, you know, is this a tourism strategy for the city of Fishers, you know, all of this? And honestly, the the inception of the event center, and I could go back 10 years in conversations with uh, Jim Hallett and others, has always just really been about providing something to the residents of Fishers, an amenity and an opportunity to go experience. And now, do I think D&D Fuel and other things that we bring in there will have a reach well beyond our community? Absolutely. I hope it does. But it really has been kind of a Fishers-focused effort from my perspective. Now, when it comes to names, you know, we joke about it. I don't really care uh, if it's the Indy Fuel or the Fishers Fuel. What I do care about is that Fishers residents view that as their home team. And so, you know, we're we're going to really try hard to connect the Indy Fuel to our Fishers community. And same with whatever they name the football team. We want our Fishers residents to really take pride and feel like that's that's their hometown team. And, and that's started, but I think it'll really become an earnest once we have a facility and they can start operating out of it. Yeah, I'm, let me go to Larry here because uh, I've seen a, on TV a few arena football games in, in years past. Arena football went bankrupt. They're trying to get another season going. We'll see if it happens. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They're trying. Uh-huh. Uh, but your league uh, has was, was a result of, uh, I think, a merger several years ago. It was a 2019, I think, of two other leagues. So that's where – in the current indoor football league emerged from, and you've been around for a long time if you trace it all the way back, so right. you haven't had a, a, a break in this. But for people who watch the NFL, how is the indoor league going to look different to them? It's a lot faster, a lot more scoring. Um, it's only 50 yards, so it is the size of a hockey rink. Um, you can have two, it's eight on eight. You can have two guys in motion, so Literally, a wide receiver can be like sprinting by this time and snap the ball and just go. And the other thing that's kind of fun for the fans is if the ball goes in the stands, you get to keep it. Like oh, baseball. I didn't know. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> I, the one thing I thought about, and I, I watched this in the Arena League. Tell me how this league handles this because you're going at high speed. These are these athletes are still pretty good. They maybe didn't get in the NFL, but they're still pretty good at football. They wouldn't be playing in this league. And, and just the fact that you, you, you've got this indoor arena and just making sure people don't get injured when they hit the sides. I mean, isn't yeah. that just a simple thing that you have to look out for as far as safety of the players? Yeah, it is. It's just you put padding on the, on the dashers and, and uh, 
They just have to, and they can actually play off the walls. If you're not pushed into the wall, you can actually play off the wall yourself. Oh, so okay. it's part of it. So you bounce off and, the wall. Yeah, you can bounce going. off the wall. <laughs> and the other thing interesting is there are no fair catches. So it's just game on. <laughs> oh my God. So I, and I think uh, the other thing, <laughs> until people get out there and walk in there, um, like I said, I stood in the middle of the, the arena yesterday or event center. Um, it's a really intimate environment. Like this mm-hmm. is, you're, if you have a seat at the football game, you're you're going to be right. I mean, right there with yeah. the football players. <laughs> it is. Um, that's going to be a really interesting, exciting, and dynamic environment for sure. And you don't have the plexiglass like you have in hockey, right? Oh no, you're right there. Like, <laughs> right like there. the mayor said, you're right there. So yeah, we'll have to monitor our coaches how he talks. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. they might hear some interesting words we don't want them to hear. But. I've never heard a coach that wasn't colorful in their language. <laughs> and I believe you've already started selling. Uh, are reserving tickets for have, football, right? We have over uh, over 250 already reserved, and that's just announcing that it's coming. I was going to ask about that we'll later. Thanks for hit. so. Well, how much is it? How much is it to reserve uh, a place? It's it, you could do, and basically, if you go to IndianDoorFootball.com, it has all the pricing. Oh, okay. But as far as it's inexpensive, like for a full season, it's only eight games, similar to the mm-hmm. NFL. But you can get a full season ticket for. 150 bucks. Oh, yeah. yeah so it's, <laughs> Compare that to a cold season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's not close. Well, and that's part of our goal, really, Larry, is not only having a, a variety of different events, but also making it affordable or attainable for a family. You know, um, I love the Colts as much as anybody, but I have a family of five. And to try to get five people to a Colts game and then pay for everything, that – for a lot of families, that's just frankly out of reach. But mm-hmm. here's an opportunity that you can go have a world class uh, entertainment and still not completely break your your bank. But Larry, also one thing I found interesting is that uh, you, uh, these leagues, uh, the NFL has what 40, 50 players on a roster, then and they have people on a practice mm-hmm. squad. In this league, you have twenty five players and the four people on the. Practice yeah, 21 squad. active players. 21 correct. active yeah, players. Yeah, so you're right. Okay. So, four, four so that's 25 so total, but 21 that suit up for a, a game. So you'd better yeah. stay healthy. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot less than, they've, than most professional leagues. Uh, Mayor, the hockey and football teams are going to take up several dates of the arena each year. Um, so uh, I've heard a lot of talk when uh, the debate was on about uh, financing this this event center. Uh what are you foreseeing in terms – I mean, that's going to be a lot of dates that are going to be taken by the football and the hockey team, especially the hockey team. But one example, I mean, my daughters graduated at the Fairgrounds Coliseum. You've got five coming at some three. day. Yeah, three, yeah. Three coming up in some day. So you'll you know, you'll know be able to have that graduation yeah. here, which right. is obviously a, a big plus for, for people living here. But how do you foresee – the sorts of acts and events, aside from the sporting events, that we should be seeing in the center. So we have we have an entire team assembled to really accomplish that. And what uh, Hal Sports Entertainment and Larry and the team with the fuel and hockey—that's one element of what's going to be in this facility. But we have ASM Global, who's the managing the overall facility and. Their kind of full-time job right now, and we have staff that are here now on the ground. I mean, their job is to fill up all the other dates. And so there's, there's plenty of dates beyond just hockey and football that we've got we've to go book. 
and he's uh, Mitch is the executive uh, director. He's out um, at conferences and across the country talking about this new facility to all the national acts that would book, you know, national touring concerts, uh, different ice shows, comedians, you name it. We have to socialize this facility to that industry so that they understand it's, you know, world-class, it's going to be open. What are the demographics around here? What can they expect for ticket sales, things like that? And my understanding is that he's had a very favorable um, response from the market uh, about that. So my hope is, you know, for the next three to six months, you'll start to see a rollout of who's going to open this place. You know, who are we bringing in to, to really open it from a concert perspective? What are the other events we're going to start booking? I would think for the first and second quarter of next year, you're going to hear a steady drumbeat of this act is showing up, this act is showing up. He's he's in those conversations now as we speak, which is fun for me because it's literally you know him calling our team and saying, "Hey, what do you think about booking this person?" And that that's just a fun that's a fun exercise. So you will start hearing. I mean, a year out is too early to really say who's going to come. But you're saying we. I I, I would start? think in first and second quarter of next year you would start to hear like who's going to be the opening act for the. Oh, that's that's pretty then, soon. Yeah. yeah. That, that's fairly soon. Yeah. I want to go back to the football team and ask Larry this question. Uh, the Indoor Football League, does it have a national TV contract? Uh, it's on YouTube. Okay. Yeah, and then the championship itself is on uh, CBS. I thought Sports. CBS had the contract for the championship, the championship game. Yes, so, you, so if you have YouTube, you can watch the games on correct. YouTube at this yeah. point. So it's a streaming uh, option. How's uh-huh. that worked out audience-wise? Have um, you seen any data on that? I haven't seen the recent data, but as far as they tell me, it's good, and and you won't have to you know sign up. So it's not a it's not a pay per view. So it'll be open to everybody. Do you expect to see any interest as far as local TV and radio? Uh, we've had some reach out already and ask about that, and so we're we're talking about if it makes sense. Yeah. So it's nothing uh, concrete, but early discussions. Is yeah. The way, do, you wanna, do you want to do the games? Do I want to do the games? <laughs> I, I have not done football play by play in about. Th- 40 years. So if you want a 40-year guy that's been out of the business 40 years on play-by-play, good luck. 72-year-old guy doing play-by-play. One of the the things that Larry's in charge of uh, as well, his team is selling the um, premium seating. So one of the unique things about this facility, as we mentioned, for its size, is it has a large variety of different ways to experience things. Um, And Larry could tell you, I I'm ashamed to say I don't know the specifics, but there are a number of different types of suites and party rooms and VIP Mm -hmm. lounges. Can you just talk about the different opportunities there are to experience the facility? Yeah, the suites are going well. We have 21 suites total. the one that hard, a little hard to describe is called a bunker suite, if you've seen those. But they're actually underneath. So um, we had four of those. Two of them are already gone. Um, and then we have event-level suites. We have 17 of those. And of those, we have uh, six remaining. I was going to ask this because for the most part, suites normally are leased out for an entire season. Uh, will that be the case or will people maybe who want a one-off be able to reserve one? Uh, most likely they're going to be booked for the entire, okay. and it's going to include it includes tickets to every event. So it's not just it's us; it's okay. everything that's, that's there. And trying to touch on the other premium seating, we have uh, club seats. We only have a hundred of those, so it's pretty limited. And those you get 
first rider ref- those include hockey and football but you get first rider refusals to every other event okay and then we have what are called loge boxes and there's 109 total seats there and those come in boxes of four there's one box of three and the same thing, first rider refusal. Because automatically hockey, football, first rider refusal for every other event. Okay. Mary, let me ask you. I'm sorry I have to ask this question, but I have to. Um, I hate when you start with I, that I one. I say anything starts at that time. I'd like to give you a little go. heads up here. Uh, Noblesville is getting a new arena. They're getting the Pacers minor league team, currently named the Mad Ants, and been playing in Fort Wayne for several years. So Noblesville gets the Pacer minor league team. We get hockey and indoor football. So uh, – who came out ahead? Well, time will tell. <laughs> time will tell. Uh, you know, look, um, we wish Mayor Jensen and Noblesville and the Pacers all the best. And, um, you know, we're focused on executing on our vision, which, you know, we're still true to what we started off doing. And uh, so I'm excited about what's going to happen. And I think what's great about the facility we're building, it's not just the facility, but the development around it will really be accretive. I mean, Larry's done a great job of building an audience down at the fairgrounds. But if you go down there, no offense to the fairgrounds, there's nothing else to do around mm-hmm. there. This is going to be smack dab in the middle of a whole lot of entertainment and restaurants and dining and hotels. And and that adds a real dynamic, I think, to this. You know, chicken and pickle being outside in the front of the facility, they, they themselves are a juggernaut in terms of bringing people in. So... It's not just the arena. I think it's the overall development that will really set this apart. Well, Thompson Thrift, of course, developed Fisher's District, uh, sold it afterwards at a nice profit, which is what you would expect them to do. Uh, Now they're in charge of developing that area. I'm sorry. I forgot the name. That's the common – no. What is it now? Um, (laughs) There's all these – the union is one part of it and then the the, – I don't know. They have all kinds of unique names. Yeah. Thanks, to. It's all part, all of, part the, of the, the expanded district. Uh, thank you, Ashley. The crossing and all that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I should have looked it up myself. I didn't do that. I want, I want to ask I'm you. I'm not in charge of marketing or branding. <laughs> Somebody is here. Um, Larry, I want to add, talk about something. I have always been a fan of minor league hockey. I haven't had a chance to go recent years, but I was uh, you know, a big fan before the fuel were, mm-hmm. was we're here. Uh, I, I love to go to minor league hockey for a couple of reasons. One is because I love the game, but secondly, because uh, the level of play is much better than I ever expected. I mean, yeah. you watch NHL on TV, and of course you have the American Hockey League and all that, but this level of hockey, these are, for the most part, young players trying to move their way up and in, 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 uh, to the NHL someday. So I, I'm always been impressed by the, the quality of the coaching and the quality of the players. Uh, how does that come about? How do you go about putting that together as an organization? Sweat and tears. Yeah. So there's, I mean, there's no, there's no secret sauce. There really isn't. But as far as, yeah, I love minor league too. And, and the one thing just to touch on that is we have the philosophy and it's going to be with football too, is we're entertainment. We just had to play hockey. We just had to play football. So that's first and foremost is the entertainment portion. So if we have people coming out that say, you know, I don't understand the rules or, or, you know, it's like, come on, have a good time. Like hockey, in my opinion, is one of the best live sports because it's just so fast and physical. And we do fight. 
So I, they, they do, fight. yes. So there is fighting in this league as well. I have to tell you, I, I, I took my wife to hockey games, and she's still, I still cannot explain icing to her. She still doesn't understand icing. And it's not easy to explain that, is it, if you're not really a, somebody who goes to hockey games all the yeah, time? Yeah, if you don't follow it, but once you do, then it's like, just like anything, it becomes common. But as far as, yeah, just, just come out and enjoy the games. It so, was, uh, I'll never forget, my, uh, I took my son, my oldest son, Lincoln, to his first hockey game down at the Fuel a couple of years ago, and um, a fight broke out. And Lincoln looked at me like, Dad, these guys are going to get in a lot of trouble. <laughs> he couldn't understand why music started playing and everybody started cheering. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. I said, well, don't worry. It's kind of like your brothers. You know, when you guys fight, you got to go, you got to go to timeout. And then they got put in the box. And <laughs> like, okay. So then he kind of understood. But to Larry's point, you know, I'm not a hockey guy. Um, never have been. Um, and my family doesn't have anything to do with hockey, but I've taken my kids to the fuel games and, you know, it's funny, my, my oldest son's very reserved. He's a very serious guy. I don't know where he gets that from, but, um, (laughs) when he's at those games, the entertainment factor, he gets all into it. And I think that's really to Larry's point and why, why I was attracted to the fuel being a kind of a, a lead tenant here is that. They really care about the experience and the entertainment component for the families. If it was just someone who was just hardcore, you know, hockey. No, don't don't go get me wrong. Mr. Hallett doesn't like to lose, and he <laughs> cares about the game. Don't yeah. talk to him while the game's going on, kind of <laughs> yeah, thing. But exactly. um, but they want to nail the experience for the family, so that when people go home, they probably couldn't tell you who won or lost, but they mm-hmm. could tell you that a great time. I'm yeah. a this whole. Family angle to minor league sports has always been a hook for me because yeah I love I'm a Reds fan I love going to Cincinnati and seeing a baseball game I enjoy going to a Colts game occasionally I used to be a season ticket holder but I'm not anymore and what I find is if I go to an Indianapolis Indians game or a soccer team locally or if I go to the Fuel that's a family night and and it doesn't break the bank to me that's one of the biggest lures you have yeah and that's why we do different promotions around it and we do like for example our sunday games kids eat free you know things along those lines we we have a couple all you can eat nights and so it's all about again making it affordable for everybody so about a year from now, there'll be an event center with naming rights, but still an event center mm-hmm. uh, here in Fishers. Uh, we tried to talk about that and, and some other things. So I'm going to give each of you a chance to say anything I didn't think to ask about or you'd like to talk about. Larry, anything you want to add? Well, we still have a season this year, so come on out and, and, and catch us this year down at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum. But, yeah, we are very excited uh, to be coming up here. Uh, we're going to be moving our offices up here. Uh, and just the buzz, kind of touching on what Scott said, the buzz has, has been amazing as far as every – the we've, we will feel embraced already, and we haven't even moved here yet. Scott Fadness. Well, I think people should, you know, I say this often, but just buckle up. I mean, we're we're getting to the point where it's going to be very exciting. I mean, obviously, the, the initial announcement was great. Um, but here over the next three to six months should be a series of kind of uh, head turners like, holy cow. And we're working on that. The entire team from the fuel to ASM to the city, we are all heads down lining up for that first year should be really just an unbelievable experience. And then hopefully every year after that. So... Uh, stay tuned. Yeah, being a government nerd that I am, I go to Board of Works meetings, yeah. and that's where a lot of these construction <laughs> yes. uh, developments come up, and that's where I heard you talk about yeah. it. I heard your deputy mayor talk about November of 24. So you're saying that that's that's the date you're looking for right yeah, now. Yeah, no, I, and Hunt's doing a great job. I mean, mm-hmm. if you go out there, it's been a pretty 
smooth operation uh, for all intents and purposes. We've, we we uh, we finalized our permanent financing for the building, so we sold our bonds and we're done with that now. We close on that here in a week, so all of that's kind of done. ASM's got three or four staff here and growing. I think they added another person this week, and so it it's getting real uh, now, and that's kind of fun. Of course, you go what double A plus uh, municipal bonds. Not hard to sell those. Uh, no, not hard to sell. But as anyone would tell you in today's environment, I mean, it was it was. Uh, there's so much work that went into this project that people have no idea about, and uh, and I didn't know getting into it. <laughs> and just really, it's been a heavy lift. Deputy Mayor Elliot Hulker, and I mean, I bet he spends 35 to 40% of his last two years have been on this project. Hmm. And we're excited, frankly, to kind of hand off the project <laughs> to, to folks that yeah. do this for a living. Um, our, our time being exceptionally involved is starting to slow down and now you're handing it off to the people that can really take it the next mile which we're excited about you just heard fisher's mayor scott fadness who joined us on the podcast and larry mcquery who's president of the indy fuel hockey team and the yet to be named <laughs> indoor football league team that will be uh, in the facility here in fisher's gentlemen thank you so much for your time today yeah, thank you thanks for having us